Welcome to the Better You Leadership Podcast. I am your host, Angela M. Odom. This is your space to grow your skills and leadership capacity. So my name is Angela Odom, a life and leadership coach. I am the founder of the Better You Project brand. I teach women, women leaders, how to lead themselves, others, and processes. And again, uh, my whole point is to help women leaders build their skills and their leadership leadership capacity through the power of personal development. Uh, today is um, a series that I do or well, have done over the last few years. Now I retired from the Army, uh, from the U.S. Army in 2015, and I started looking at, uh, you know, what I was learning each year, you know, as a reflective tool, as a way to, you know, just stand in gratitude. And so I started looking at the six things I learned from six people in the previous year, in the previous year. So I, I've done it. Um, I started in. 2015 when I retired and I did 2016, 17, 18, 19. Of course, uh, we just um, we just left 2020 in the rear view mirror, right? Some would say good riddance. And I would say, oh, I think it was okay, right? <laughs> I think it was okay. So I did learn some things from more than six people, but I'm going to focus on six people that I actually learned from. So let's get started on the six things I learned from six people in 2020. And I want to just first tell you that um, I don't mind, really, I don't mind falling. <laughs> I don't mind falling on my face and looking foolish or being rejected. I think really falling down, you know, and not getting it right the first time or the second time or sometimes the thousandth time, right? If that's like a real word, how you say that, it's a part of growth and development. So I'd rather just risk it all, risk being embarrassed, risk being, uh, you know, looking foolish than to regret at uh, at the end. Because I personally, I live for the dash, D-A-S-H. And that dash, when you go to um, cemeteries and you see the tombstones, you'll see that what they put on there is the person's name and they might have some other items on there, but they'll have the date uh, the person was born then a dash. And the date they died, right? So I live for the dash. <laughs> and every day, I just pride myself on actually learning something new every single day. And and um, you know, sometimes I want to, I want to, you know, make sure. Not sometimes, all the time. I want to make sure that I can uh, learn from others. You know, by um, either, you know, reading uh, about them or watching them. I, I might not even know the people in person, you know, might not, you know, know them. They might not even know I exist on the planet. And then some of them, of course, uh, I have engaged with. So over the years, it's a mixture. And there are men and women, black, white, tall, uh, short, um, young and old. And it's always, uh, you know, over these years, it's always my favorite teenager, my son. I learned the most uh, profound lessons from. So I have, I have, um, 
I have had him on the list of the six people, uh, you know, for these years. And again, uh, started when I retired uh, from the U.S. Army after serving 27 years, um, 2015, 2016, 17, 18, 19, 20. So what I'll do is I will add um, those articles to the uh, to the show notes. Right. I'll add those. And we have so many. So many events and activities um, that, you know, happens to us uh, over time. And for me, I just want to slow down and reflect and just pull out some goodness, right? I just, I want to pull out some goodness. So, and I remain unapologetic about my thoughts on learning and winning. I just, um, I don't really believe we lose, right? I simply believe we learn from the experiences. And I learned a lot about myself and others in 2020. I mean, I know we probably all did, right? (laughs) We probably all learned a lot. Um, and if there's something in particular you learned in 2020 by watching others, by just uh, sitting back and observing yourself, you know, what you were thinking, what you were saying and what you were doing, what did you learn from that? You know, something that you can take forward because what we're doing again is we are um, building our skills and our leadership capacity. That's what we're doing, right? That's what we're doing. And if that's not what you're doing, now it's time for you to do it. <laughs> so let's get started. Let's get started with um, uh, the list of people. So for me, one is uh, Jim Clyburn. He's a U.S. representative uh, in South Carolina, right? And then there's Joe Biden, our uh, 46th president of the United States. Kamala Harris, um, our first uh, vice president, woman vice president, right? I always think it's interesting when they, when you know, they're announcing her and they say first African American, African American, and first Asian American vice president. <laughs> and I say um, uh, she is uh, the first woman, uh, you know, vice president. And all of those things, also, I don't take away from it. I just, first of all, I want them to acknowledge that she is the vice president. Period. Right. <laughs> and then all those other things. Afterwards, all those uh, you know qualifiers, um, and then uh, Rosetta Thurman, um, and then there's uh, Yvonne Crawford, uh, and then there's my favorite teenager. So we'll go through those, and if there's some people that you have learned from over this past year, um, I'd really love to know, you know, what that might look like. Um, hey Mo, and so. Um, a good morning, uh, Mo, and good morning, uh, Carrie. Um, oh, okay, so Carrie, you say you don't really look over things that worked and things that did not. Okay, um, and Mo, you said okay, you love uh, living for the dash. Yes, 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 and yes. So let's get started. I'll just share my lessons with you, and and I'd love to know your lessons. So the lesson I learned from um, Representative uh, Jim Clyburn. If you want to, uh, you want to, you, not you, me, I want to live so that I'm listened to, right? I want to live so that uh, when I speak, people actually listen to me. Uh, so Jim, his name is James Enos Clyburn. He's 80 years old, right? He's an American politician and a Democratic member of the U.S. House of Representatives from South Carolina. 
and he served as the House Minority, uh, I'm sorry, House Majority Whip since 2019. Majority, minority, you know, whomever has the most uh, of their party in the House, you know, is the majority uh, in there. That's all that means, right? So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure I don't stand alone in acknowledging um, Representative uh, Clyburn's endorsement of Joe Biden um, as a key. It's like it was like a key. Uh, inflection point, inflection, meaning it it was like, bam, it changed everything, right? It was like a pivot uh, during the Democratic primaries. And so for, for, for many of you, you might not be like me and focus on civic engagement. It's one of my passions, right? Uh, one of my passions uh, is civic engagement, knowing what our politicians are doing on our behalf. You know, we vote these folks in. So I vote in every single election, every single election as I vote um, at the lowest local level and at the highest uh, level, right? And so um, uh, there's a clear distinction between uh, the before and after of when uh, Jim Clyburn uh, endorsed Joe Biden. There was like 29 candidates in this crowded field of of uh, politicians, Democratic uh, politicians running uh, to be the person standing uh, to run against uh, the former president, um, uh, number uh, president number 45 president. Of course, Joe Biden is now number 46, but uh, there was like 29 candidates, uh, Democratic candidates in that crowded field. I remember the first time they all were on the stage to debate. They couldn't even, it was so many of them, they could not get them all on the same stage. They had to do like two different tiers. Um, and so that was before uh, Joe Biden was lagging behind. And uh, when Jim Clyburn endorsed him, uh, this was right. This was actually early before, uh, you know, everybody was all in a panic about the pandemic, right? We're shutting things down, wearing our masks, all that kind of things. But it was before that. So Joe Biden's uh, campaign was floundering. Then after the endorsement, um, well, Biden won in South Carolina and he never looked back, right? He just went across and won all those uh, Southern states and then continued to um, uh, to win until, of course, he won the primary and, of course, he won the general election. Um, so the lesson uh, for me, you know, just watching Jim Clyburn is to live my life in such a manner that... Um, when I speak, you know, people actually listen. And so that means there's some character in there. There's some consistency in there. And um, I just I just I just think that's like a huge lesson all by itself. You know. Um, OK, there you go. So this I want you all to know that my sister, like my mama and daddy's uh <laughs> daughter, not like I have sorority sisters, I have other sisters. Right. But my sister is is uh, here today live. And I don't know if you all know um, that there's like a school for sisters, right? I think she was sitting in the front of the class. <laughs> so welcome Sabrina Odom Walker. Uh, there you go. Um, but I want to, um, you know, just to tell you that that first person you know, of the six, Jim Clyburn, uh, that lesson for me is to live so that uh, you are listened to. 
you know, respected and all those types of things. The second person, Joe Biden, the 46th president of the United States. Right? Um, so for me, uh, the lesson I gained from Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. It's his full name, Robinette. Who knew, right? Um, but he is the current president of the United States, the 46th. He uh, he served as the 47th vice president from 2009 to 2007 under uh, the 44th president, uh, Barack Obama. And you know he's been uh, he's been in politics since 1973. Like he's 78 years old, right? And so what I get from him is the story of the tortoise and the hare. It's one of Aesop's uh, fables. And um, this is the account of a race between unequaled partners. It's it's so interesting, right? So, you know, slow and steady wins the race. You want to identify your strengths and use them. And the whole story uh, of the fable is that the hare, as in the rabbit, and the tortoise, as in the turtle, um, the, the rabbit really was overconfident and, uh, you know, took off, bam, 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 when they did their race, stopped at the stream uh, to get some water, you know, because it was overconfident. And the tortoise continued, slow and steady, you know, he persevered, right? And so that's what I learned from Joe Biden is to uh, identify your strengths and you want to use those and you want to, um, you want to keep moving forward. You want to develop coalitions, you want to collaborate, and you want to um, you not be overconfident, right? Uh, so that's the lesson I learned from Joe Biden is perseverance is not a long race. It's many short races, one after the other. And that's a quote by Walter Elliott. Um, and so that's not number two. And again, the people that you've learned from over the last few months, just put those people's names in there or whatever that circumstances might be. I want to learn from who you learn from, right? And then um, uh, Kamala Harris, the Vice President of the United States. I really like the way it sounds, by the way. Um, and so for me, what I learned from her is confidence, competence, and a thick skin, uh, and a great team matters, all that together. Because that's what, when I think about her, that's what I I, um, I look at. So she is, you know, again, the... Uh, 49th and current uh, vice president of the United States, uh, the first female vice president, uh, which, you know, basically um, means that she's the highest ranking female official in U.S. history. And uh, she's confident, competent, uh, seems to be thick skinned, right? She has to be with that job. And then uh, uh, looks to looks like she has a very, uh, a very solid support system. And so when I look around at myself, I'm thinking like, what's my support system? What do I need to put in place? Right? So I'm running a business and I want to make sure I have things in place. Like my bookkeeper, bookkeeper, my accountant sending me notes right now. Like, hello, <laughs> you need to take care of A, B and C. I'm like, thank you. I have that. So look at your support system. That's what I get from Kamala Harris is to have a great team and don't uh, she don't seem to take herself so serious, right? And she actually laughs off a bunch of um, uh, attacks that she is receiving, and I'm sure she will continue to receive them. And why? And why is that? Now, real quick, I, I want to just uh, say I think that is uh, super duper cool, right? Because I grew up in a house. Um, I grew up in a house, right? I grew up in a place where. 
Um, my mother validated me. So whatever somebody else said about me, I didn't believe it. I didn't care because Hattamay didn't say it, right? And so that's when I think about Kamala Harris. That's where I go. I'm like, okay, wow. That's her support system, her belief system. She seems to know who she is. She's on a solid ground. And I love that. Okay, Carrie, so you say when I, what I get from Biden is he knew that, oh, oh, is he knew that uh, destiny was, was to lead, oh, his destiny was to lead the country, that he would be needed, and then the, and then the real right time came. Oh, yeah, okay. So he stayed focused. He had perseverance. I'm sorry I messed that up reading your, um, your words, Carrie. I get it. He knew it. He knew it was his destiny. So there you go. So Jim Clyburn, uh, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris. And then there's a Rosetta Thurman. Uh, she's a life and business coach who helps black women manifest a life, business, and relationship of their dreams. Um, so according to her website, uh, she has been able to go from uh, $0 to, to a multi-million dollar women's empowerment brand. And she uh, was traveling uh, on her bucket list, right? Published uh, some books and, and hosting a podcast with over a million downloads. And uh, she's leading dozens of events uh, and retreats. Um, then she teaches other people how to do it, mainly me. I've been I've attended um, a few of her transformational training sessions. And I'm telling you what, I'm fully on board because what she's doing, what she's uh, allowing us to do is expand what is possible, right? Um, expand what is possible. Uh, based on our mindset. And um, so that's what I learned from her is, is your mindset matters, right? So I'm looking at this, um, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a seasoned woman, right? So I'm looking at this, um, uh, this young lady, really, who is, um, you know, just walks the talk. Now, how do you say talks the talk, walks the walk? <laughs> she simply says, this is what I want to do. And she develops a plan. And then she does it. And she has her own niche of people that she works with. And, I, you know, first I was like, well, why don't you work with everybody? <laughs> and she says, well, this is who she works with. She'll help anybody, but this is who primarily she works with. So for me, and I said, well, you know what? I want to work with uh, women leaders. And guess what? That's who I'm working with. I get people say, well, do you help men? Do you work with men? Yeah. I work with them all the time. They call me all the time. And guess what? I specialize and I focus on women leaders. So that's what I get from that is your mindset, right? Mindset matters. Mindset matters. That's what I get. So you basically work with who you want to work with, do what you need to do to move forward. And then uh, Yvonne Crap, uh, Crawford, Dr. Crawford. <laughs> She's a, a U.S. Army warrant officer, uh, uh, well-respected, uh, combat-proven uh, technical expert. Uh, then she's a top-notch leader of men and women in and out of uniform. She's still serving, right? So Mo and I actually served with her in Iraq. And um, so for me, I knew her as private, as a private, uh, private Adams, uh, when she served as a personnel, uh, personnel actions clerk in what was uh, Charlie Detachment of the 15th Personnel Services Battalion. Um, and at that time I was, uh, the battalion commander, we were in Iraq. So I've watched her from afar, um, as she has changed her name from Adams to Raft to Crawford. 
um, as she continued to knock down goal after goal after goal and, um, you know, taking care of her family and uh, her unit and, and herself. She recently earned a doctorate in human resources, human resources and services from Walden University. So she'll continue to, uh, you know, she'll continue to climb. She'll continue to, uh, to grow. One of the things I learned from her is boundaries, right? To be able to achieve all these things, she had to enforce boundaries. And, and that indicates, uh, demonstrates self-love and self-respect. So someone who actually enforces boundaries, that's, that's a lesson I get, right? You, enforcing the boundaries, setting, side, setting time for yourself, whatever goal you have, um, being able to, and I've, you know, I've watched her engage with other people. Um, she has a big old beautiful smile, and yet she is uh, uh, very um, you know, confident again, uh, not nasty with it, but hey, this is how it's going to be. So enforcing boundaries is a level of or sign of or demonstration of self-love and self-respect as she is loving and taking care of everyone else. So boundaries, that's huge, boundaries. Uh, so I would uh, encourage you to just take a look at your own boundaries right this minute. Um, and what are your goals? And are you, uh, you know, pushing your stuff back uh, so that everybody else uh, build their kingdom or queendom, right? So I just, I'm just so proud of uh, how she's been able to you know, first of all, lead herself, others, and processes, right? That's what we do. That's what we talk about. Um, that's what we that's what we are. So her skills and her leadership capacity, I've watched it grow over the past, uh, what is it? I don't know how many years. Has it was like since 2006. But that's what I learned from um, Dr. Yvonne Crawford. And then my uh, favorite teenager, right? The lesson I learned, and this is the sixth person from um, my son is be ye content. <laughs> I first learned this lesson really from my mom when her oldest brother, uh, was in the hospital and can only move his head. Right. And, uh, I was too small, too young to go to the hospital with her, but she came back and she was visibly upset when she walked into the house. And I was like, you know, what, is he okay? And she was, uh, she was upset with herself. Uh, because she said she was in there crying and snotting and going on. And my uncle um, was able to whisper, and he wasn't a loud talking man anyway, but he was able to whisper to her to be ye content, right? As in the scripture, in, in any state you're in. And he basically conveyed to her that he had had an amazing life and that he was not upset with his current condition. He had had a stroke, was not able to move anything but his head, right? And so she just stood back and uh, was looking at her own life. And she was just talking about how she was grateful in the moment for her own life and grateful that he had, that she had had the opportunity to love him and be loved by him, right? And so that was that first time I had heard that, uh, be ye content. But then I took a look at my favorite teenager and I noticed how um, over uh, within 2020, how he found the capacity to move gracefully through uh, several significant emotional events in 2020, right? So he demonstrated a level of resiliency I really didn't know he had, 
right? He he demonstrated resiliency, right? Um, so of course he, you know, like everybody else, he experienced a range of healthy emotions throughout the year from joy, fear, anger, disgust, sadness, and trust. Uh, but mostly um, he laughed. <laughs> that fellow, well, matter of fact, he laughed, he laughed a few minutes ago and I just said, are you in class? Say, yes, ma'am. So, but he, mostly he laughed um, heartedly when he engaged with what seems to me like a stadium full of uh, virtual friends, like they're consistently talking and laughing and they're engaging in deep, in-depth conversations about the uh, news of the day, right? So whether they're adjusting to the um, to attending the classes online, and that's a big adjustment. It's a big adjustment. First, you know, um, that social interaction is like gone. So whether, whether it's that or whether it is way in the Black Lives Matter movement with the All Lives Matter and that uh, argument, which to me um, is incredulous, <laughs> by the way, is not the same. That's my point of view. So that is, so whether that is him as a brown skin, a black boy, you know, looking at uh, Black Lives Matter movement, basically uh, fighting for equality, right? And so him going through that with his friends and uh, being called a few names himself, um, rising to the occasion, right? Rising to the occasion. And whether it was um, the rising worldwide toll of uh, toll rather of COVID-19 deaths um, or the mounting pressure for me, right? <laughs> for him to continue to be, break, uh, to be great, the mounting pressure from his mom to continue to be great. And so at the end of 2020, just as he did at the beginning of 2020, he was healthy and laughing and, you know, laughing, you know, just happy and laughing out loud, even with all of that. So I was, um, the lesson I learned from my son, my favorite teenager is be ye content, <laughs> be ye content. Right. Be you content. So my question again to you is what did you learn over the past year? So, you know, share that. Don't keep that to yourself. Um, and I'd love to know that. So, again, my six uh, six things I learned from six people in 2020. Again, a series. I've uh, I've written this article uh, since 2015 and I will list those uh, in here for you. Uh, we go back. And that is Jim Clyburn. The lesson is live so that you are listened to. Right. And then from Joe Biden, the lesson is perseverance is not a long race. It's many short races, one after the other. The lesson I learned from Kamala Harris is confidence, competence, a thick skin, and a great team matters. The lesson I learned from Rosetta Thurman is your mindset matters. And the lesson I learned from uh, Yvonne Crawford is enforcing boundaries can demonstrate self-love and self-respect. And then the lesson I learned from uh, my favorite teenager is be content with what you have, right? So there you go. Again, as I started this thing, I'm telling you again, I'd rather risk it all than regret at the end. I live for the dash. I live for the dash and I want us all to end, uh, all to win, all to win. I want to invite you to um, the Better You Leadership podcast, make sure you subscribe, right? Make sure you subscribe. I um kind of excited now. We're on um um 
We're on Apple and Amazon and Spotify. And uh, this is episode number five. And we will continue to uh, to learn. This is the whole point. Um, I want you to just think about this. So I started this podcast, not knowing how to do a podcast, but I know how to talk, <laughs> right? I know what I'm focused on, what I'm passionate about. And that, again, is helping women leaders, you know, build their skills and their leadership capacity through the power of personal development. I know that. And so as far as a podcasting, the practical um, technical issues, things you have to do, I'm learning and it's fun learning something new every day. So I would encourage you to do the same thing. Do it scared. That thing you want to do, do it scared. Go slow, go fast, do what you need to do. Just make it happen, right? Make it happen. All right, Mo, I see you said life is too short. Um, life is too short. Live with no regrets. Be intentionally. If you do not take care of yourself, you can't take care of anyone else. Live in the moment and make memories. Woo, we need to have this thing posted somewhere. That's awesome. Okay, with that said, I, my name is Angela Odom, and as always, I'm rooting for you. I look forward to uh, engaging with you again uh, in the near future. You all take care and make it a great day. If you can't make it great, make it wonderful. Smooches.